0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also, be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Outdoor Edge introduces the all-new Razor Guide Pack.
1: You know, we all have that one special dog hanging out on the porch. He's just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. All these things you like coming together to make one superb dog. That was exactly what we had in mind when we made this show. Welcome to All Mixed Up. Chad Reynolds, what's up, buddy? Hey, man, I'm doing pretty good you've been a you've been a busy boy it looks like yeah yeah a
2: little bit staying staying busy staying cold well, my feet are still freezing
1: yeah man this cold front came in is is crazy it dropped the temperatures down in the upper teens at night down here in the desert oh wow it's in the teens yeah all right so well I'm used to that it's it's eight right
2: now um here, <laughs> but, but man for it to get down into the teens down there it's yeah that's
1: that's something yeah and I mean it's that temperature swing that's so crazy because during the day it's getting up to like 60. So, you're going from <laughs> 19 to 60 every day. It's, yeah, but I like it. I mean, you start the day bundled up and end the day in a t shirt. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig so, it. Yeah, man. I've, uh, this episode this, this month, it's going to be a, a pretty, uh, exciting one. I, I'm just recapping a, a great trip that I took for Houndsman XP and you've been traveling too. So, stay tuned, everybody. Uh, we're going to be talking about that too. Um, but I think a lot of the patrons know I've been, uh, I've been on the road quite a bit, and I was in East Texas. That was, uh, huh, man, that was crazy. That was so fun. I got to experience a lot of new stuff, and uh, yeah, I just, it was just unbelievable. So we'll get there. I just wanted to uh, just ask how you've been, and uh, if there's anything you need to let the let the world know about your awesome travels, and maybe drop us a teaser on what you've been up to. Oh Well, I mean... See, we uh did did the nafa thing and uh finally like uh,
2: the last time i i got on and said a few words nafa oh yeah nafa is the north american falconers association so uh every year they have like a a big meet where they get together and it it jumps around somewhere in the united states every year so that just happened um and i went to that and and talked to a bunch of folks and then uh um, so we'll have that for later and then uh uh last time we spoke uh, we talked about something you can't can't just get off your mind, and and for me it was getting that 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 falcon and the sidehounds going, and and boom, got it. It's it's a thing. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll talk about that. I can't wait. Uh, but um, now but it's yeah, better that's than ever. What i what with man, a bunch of feather stuff, man, and all the dogs that go along with them. I guess. Nice. Well, tell us about your new sidehound, dude. Oh, uh, uh, the, uh, the my little black and tan dog, my little, yeah. My little Saluki. Yeah, she's a. Yeah. Uh, She's, she's pretty neat. I'm, I'm pumped about her. Uh, the wife and I love to go running dogs. Um, and we've, we've, we've had a number of sighthounds, but nothing that could quite, you know, we've had dogs that could keep up with the horses, but not maintain with the horses and then, you know, start the party 10, however many times over the course of a few hour ride, you know? So Mm -hmm. we've dreamed of having Salukis to do this with for forever. And they're, Kind of, it's kind of like winning the lottery just getting an opportunity to buy one of the dang things you know yeah. and uh yeah. and that's just not worked out for a number of reasons um but uh finally uh the planets aligned and I got one and you know uh a lot of people that run the Sighthounds would you know think of the salukis as being uh socially intimidated or you know just a little bit of the softer types. not that they're yeah. inferior no, no. dogs or weak just you know, compared to like a stag hound. Spooks. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's that's what they're kind of every, – every breed has its pros and cons, and that's one that I hear the most of whenever they talk about Salukis is like that's their flaw is oh, that they yeah. can be shy. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I kept asking about that, and then the guy sent me a video of him shooting like a high-caliber pistol, like five, six, seven shots right there, and they—they they, like one of them didn't even pick his mouth up from the kibble. The other's kind of walking around, biting at a fly, and like they, they didn't even know it was going up. <laughs> wow! So yeah, so I'm I'm pumped. You know who knows how fast she'll be? Well, that that day'll come. But for now, like there's nothing wrong in the temperament department. That's for sure. So yeah, my I'll, two
1: Salukis are like dang golden retrievers, dude. They are not- so friendly. It's just but you how hear that raised, though, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, I I've seen it i've seen yeah. it with my own okay. eyes i mean salukis we, we had a, a guy named paul domsky on the show long time ago when i first started oh, yeah. and uh he the he guy. said it on the show yeah the the guy um mm-hmm. and uh for good reason the guy he's a, a, yeah. a good Saluki man um <laughs> yeah, he uh, true. he said in his show and i couldn't agree more that salukis they they got to be house dogs if you want to enjoy your relationship with your hunting saluki you got to let them in the house and raise them in the house as pets or they're just, I'm just going to say it. They can be like coyotes. You know what I mean? Just like totally wild. And mm-hmm. they just, they can just go into that spooky, terror, ter- not terrified, just that spooky, flighty temperament so quickly. And if they're raised like any other American pet that also does a job, I think they can just be phenomenally social animals, just like any other dog. Mine, when people get there, they're jumping up in people's laps. And yeah, mine. They were raised in the house they they live in the house with us, and I think that's critical with sight hounds in general if you want to have them really tame mm-hmm so I'm glad she's a sweetheart I was watching the videos of her playing with you that's gonna be awesome and yeah man you're gonna love that the ability to just kind of trot along with your horse all day you know with the with the falcon helping them yep they she'll have dozen runs a day in her you know what I mean mm hmm yeah that's, so I'm, it's wonderful I, I, man it's it's been in the cards for a while and fun finally made it happen so i i uh, took mine hunting one time and um we had it took us about six hours to find a hare and we had trotted them along or just walked them along and we were in low gear just putting along at about two to five miles an hour and they did 19 miles before we finally jumped a rabbit and they cha- they caught him my two he's caught him so that's, yeah that's what they do but like no other you know it was pretty uh, incredible i was blown away dude it was amazing <laughs> i was like these dogs are no joke dang that was crazy <laughs> It's uh-huh. it's kind of crazy to see them get straight lined by a super fast jack. That's their weakness, right? If a if a jack yeah. can just get up and just outrun them and get out of their sight, that's how they I can do. get smoked. A greyhound, it's kind of a it's kind of a duel against time with the greyhound. If the hare can just jink them and turn with them and get out of and outlast them, he can win. But against a mm-hmm. Saluki, the time is against the hare. He better just burn him out in a straightaway and get Make out it of there.
2: Right now, yep, yeah.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> So I've seen both hairs win. So I mean, I've seen it happen with both types of dogs, and I like oh, to yeah. combine the packs for that reason. But anyway, we're getting off topic here. I'm glad for you, buddy. That's going to be exciting, and there's more great dogs in your future. I can sense it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there we go. Uh, well, so so tell me, man. Tell me about your travels, man. I've been
2: I've been I've been jumping up and down about this one. I want to hear. Dude,
1: it. Yeah. So I uh, shout out first of all, shout out to Dustin Machado, Danny Butts. You guys rock. Um, so I went to Canada. Everyone that uh, is a patron and, and listens to this show knows because I had a great time and I didn't shut up about it. Uh, and when I got back from Canada, I did the recap episode and I was just being myself, having a blast. Uh, Dustin reached out to me about a month later and was like, hey, man, I heard your Canada episode. If you, And it sounds like you have a great time. You like to experience new stuff. If you want to come out here and uh, see some blood trailing work, you know, come on down. So I... I uh, You know, I just kind of checked it out and I was like after talking to him for a while, I was like, Yeah, man, that sounds awesome. And this is a a little bit of HXP lore on the side, but uh having blood trailers (laughs) on the show was my idea originally. (laughs) Oh, there we go. There we go. When I first started, uh, I was like, hey, we should have some more diverse crews on the show. I want to talk to like, you know, blood trailing guys and, and like falconers and stuff and uh finally i got my own show and made it happen but we did have some blood trailers on well before dustin but it was my turn to get into the mix and uh so i flew to east texas and uh dustin treated me like family man i got got in there and was just hanging out i could tell he's a super cool guy and we just hit the ground running and you know right off the bat i was a little apprehensive because that is a job you know what i mean it's it's a it's it's on call basis it's not like you and me just going hunting and having to just go whenever we want, come home, eat dinner. It was, man, if we don't get a call, we're just going to be sitting there twiddling our thumbs all day. (laughs) So Dustin assured me when I was coming was the peak of his busyness in the whitetail season. So I was like, all right, cool. That'll be sweet. Uh, First step be available, right? Yeah. And so I was like, I was there maybe on the opening morning, I don't know, dude, an hour and his phone just starts blowing up. And, and I mean, his ringtone is like ducks quacking. It's like, wah, wah, wah. and it uh-huh. was just a nonstop flock of ducks on the first <laughs> morning. I was like, this All guy right. lives on his phone, so my heart is pounding. And I'm Texas is just such a different world than New Mexico and and the Mountain West in general. You know, All right. and I definitely am an open-minded person, so I really I really make sure that. I just experienced the culture from an absolute judgment-free zone because I do get kind of annoyed with like Western hunters, especially my elk hunters, which I am one myself, but they're like, Oh, Texas, like, Oh, it's just high fence. That's not real hunting. Like you sit behind a blind, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, dude, for the average person, let's just say you got someone in Philadelphia who's never been hunting in their life. The idea of. A drawing a tag in New Mexico for elk. Okay, say you were lucky enough to even draw. Okay, next. B you come to New Mexico where it's all public land and everyone's out there and it's it can it can be a zoo or it can be this crazy wilderness experience that you've probably never encountered before and you got to spend a lifetime in those woods to know where the elk are and how to hunt elk. You got to hire these guides or outfitters and that can be intimidating or whatever. Or you can go to Texas where people are like, look, the deer are here. We know what to do. You can have this comfortable experience. I get it. It's available. It's it's accessible. And it's well known. You're getting a guide. You're getting an outfitter. You're getting a comfortable accommodation. I get it. Is it for me? Maybe not. But it's for a lot of people. And I understand why it exists. And it's just part of America. It's part of the beautiful diversity of America. So I think... That's my first soapbox. I just want to get that right off my chest just because it's radically different than anything I've ever experienced. Doesn't mean it's better or worse, right or wrong. Cause there's Uh a lot of, there's a lot of big game hunters that are up on their high horse about it. And it kind of annoys me. So like, you know, you go to a high fence operation and you're like, well, okay. Yeah. But at the same time, Hey, these people are happy and they're hunting. I'm just saying, go for it. So that out of the way this is whitetail and a lot of this is low fence actually all of it was low fence that we were on um i never went into a high fence which i kind of wanted to because i wanted to see like a zebra you know what i mean (laughs) i wanted to see a kangaroo or something Uh but Uh anyway so we're in peak (laughs) whitetail season his phone is blowing up my heart is pounding here we go so uh we we get our first call man and hey at any point i want you to just interject if you need to if you need to stop me because I'm just right, gonna roll, right. dude. Right, go for it. Go for it. Tell <laughs> I, me. Tell I'm me. super excited. I can't I've been wanting to talk about this for so long. It just got back. So, okay. We get the first call. And the first thing I, I'm I've got my interview hat on, right? The first thing hmm. I notice is Dustin has a very specific set of questions that he asks everybody that called him. You know, he's like a detective. And that's kind of what I was found the most impressive to begin with. Is that like the first thing you got to figure out is what calls are worth your time. And this only comes from tons of experience, right? Because like, I'm a total noob. I would take any call just because I want to see it. But I told Dustin straight up, don't take garbage calls. If you think they're not worth it, I'd rather just see something go picture perfect. So luckily, mm-hmm. we had a, a lot of calls. And he's, he's breaking it down. What happened? Oh, I, I hit the deer and he jumped up. Well, what do you mean he jumped up? Did he jump straight up? Did he jump back? Did he lurch forward? How did he run away? Um, did you find blood? What color was it? Did you find no blood? Was there green slime on the ground? Like all these questions. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even think about that. And so uh, this hunter's like, yeah, I, I hit him. I think I hit him good. He humped up, but he took off into the forest and uh, I tracked him in there. And I couldn't find him. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird, but okay. So I'm just excited. Mm-hmm. We drive there. We get there. Super nice people. It's this guy and his son. He hit the deer at his feeder and it took off into the woods. <clears throat> and I was like, all right, cool. So they're chatting. Dustin's getting more information. And like, have you ever done this before? Have you ever blood trailed before, Chad?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But not like professionally. I've just always been the last hope that somebody comes and calls, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I've done it a few mm-hmm. times, you
1: know? So like, The first I thought it was going to be like, we get the dog out and he like, come here, boy. And you like sniff where the deer got hit. And he kind of like does his little circles and you just
2: cut him loose at the truck and and watch the go or
1: dude, we get there. (laughs) okay, we get there. We get to the hit site. We just parked off to the side. Dustin's like, where did he get hit? The dog's not out. It's in the box still. We walk over there. We just kind of look around for blood. And I'm just like, oh, you know, expecting I had all these you know, preconceived notions in my head. <laughs> Dustin just walks over to the dog box, opens the dog box, dude, Dutch jumps out of that truck and just rolls out like immediately. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like I didn't even have time to get my GoPro. Like by the mm-hmm. time I, cause I thought I erroneously thought he was just going to have to do all this stuff or for some reason, I don't know why. Dude, Begin here spot. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. So like Dustin was like, yo, grab your GoPro. And I was like, okay. So I was like moseying back to the truck. And by the time I like opened the door, dutch was gone and i was just like what where did he go (laughs) and so i was he's like oh yeah he just took off and i was like oh damn so like i just i i had i had an alpha linked to the to so like they both we we had two alphas and i was watching him on my own headset and or Mm -hmm. handheld and he just rolls out into the thicket finds the deer in like one minute i was like oh my god yeah wow (laughs) And and so, like, he stopped moving. And so I was like, what's he doing? Is he trying to figure it out? And Dustin, like, looks over to me. He's like, he's feasting. And I was like, what? (laughs) So, like, another thing. I have experienced thick forest in Canada. It was an (laughs) entirely different kind of thick forest than what I experienced in East Texas. And I don't like it, dude. (laughs) I'm just going to say it right off the bat it's horrible we talking mesquite or briars or dude, what, what were you dealing with briars lemon these like wild lemon trees that have thorns okay. that are like an inch long yeah and like yeah. i know thorns dude everything in the desert is venomous pokey or both you know what i mean right. uh-huh. but like this is dude ca- like briars they suck like they're yeah. like so thick and they like grab onto <laughs> oh. your clothes and they're like vines that's what annoyed me so bad so mm-hmm. like here I go, like where I'm from, you can just push everything out of the way, no matter what it is, you know, even yeah. if it's spiky, you just push a mesquite out of the way. You just step over a cactus. It's not like it's that thick, but like I'm walking through there, dude, my hands are getting all cut up because I'm trying to push these stupid briars out of the way. I don't even know what a briar is, you know, right. it's <laughs> dude, so lame. The dog went in and found the deer in like a hundred yards, but what had happened was the deer was like running down the trail. And then just like, for whatever reason, just jumped off to the left and then tumbled down a Creek and like fell down into this thicket. And so I I was, I mean, the hunter was like, I would have never found him. And like, I couldn't even see the deer. Like I could see the GPS that he was like right there. And I was like, I I don't even see the dog. And I was like walking with, with Dustin and and another gentleman named Danny butts. And uh, who is a protagonist of the story uh, later in the day. And we're, like, pushing through, and there, there's the deer, like, right down there in this creek bottom, like, totally obscured. And as I was walking up to the deer, Dustin's like, whoa, look, a cottonmouth. And apparently right next to the dead deer was this cottonmouth, like, laying there. So I got a two-for-one, man. I got to see two things I'd never seen before. A I... cottonmouth and a dog find a dead deer in, like, one minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah that was crazy how, how I, big was it was it a big one or i don't even know what a big one is but it was like a foot long maybe like a foot and a half long
2: yeah that's not bad how wide that's that's the thing that's like, the thing. like that's a like... can of coke or
1: you so know I, or... I went on a nerd rampage i feel bad for <laughs> dustin <laughs> because like okay. i All had right? to know everything about a cotton mouth because i'd never seen one you know what mm-hmm. i mean so they're apparently in the rattlesnake family they're in crotalinae and, okay yeah so it was like rattling its tail but it has no rattles which i thought was kind of mm-hmm. cool. and they smell really bad which i that, thought was kind of weird
2: yeah that is not that, that is not a yeah uh, not as to suggestion that is that they do they stink real bad
1: we just like poked it with sticks and made it go away but i was really mm-hmm. enjoying it they got like a weird fat almost like a puff adder they have like a fat body mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of like yeah, and a little just,
2: stubby tail. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I just thought they were super cool. I also saw a copperhead while I was there too, which was really neat. I've never seen mm-hmm. a copperhead before. But pretty. Yeah, they're freaking beautiful. Oh my God. There was a guy who said he was immune to copperheads. He's been bit by so many. Do you think that's true?
2: you think yeah, that's I, possible? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, personally, I, I don't. I know they, you know, like a lot of snakes do that false bite stuff where they just pop you without drawing you know, a bite. Yeah. You know, I I think that's what it is most of the time. In in, in my humble opinion,
1: yeah. HXP listeners tell me if you think it's possible to become immune to copperhead bites by being bit by so many you're such a a, a legend of the briars that you're immune to copperheads now.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> copperheads are immune uh, are are allergic to me. There now, you go.
1: Yeah, right? they bite you and then they die. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There so, you go. yeah, so I was like, wow, this could be crazy easy. I didn't think about that. You know what I mean? I thought, I don't know. I I just thought it was going to be this, like, like epic right. adventure music <laughs> playing. And, like, you know. Left foot,
2: right foot. Yeah. Left foot, right foot.
1: And one thing I really loved about this East Texas stuff, and one of the ultimate reasons I came here, was, dude, it's off-leash work. And that's rad, dude.
2: Yeah, that's, that is cool.
1: I wanted to, it's like hunting. Well, it is mm-hmm. hunting. But, like, mm-hmm. I just love that we didn't have to, like, you know follow a dog through that on a leash i want the dog to go do its job and then me kind of come to it and mm-hmm. wh- what if you're on lead and the deer's alive still you know what i mean in yeah. texas the in east texas where we were the dog can like bay the deer and you can like yeah. come in and shoot it which what i was really hoping for and patrons you already know the contents there my friends I did get a GoPro, awesome GoPro footage of me going in on a bay with a wounded deer. Yeah, did. That was, yeah, rad, did. dude. So, uh, uh, anyway, so like, I was like, whoa, this could be crazy easy. The hunters were so pumped, dude. They were such nice people. And the hardest part of that job was like, man, we had two mother, two other calls to take, and those people are just so happy. They want to treat you, they want to give you iced tea, they want to hang out, and it's hard to just be like, we gotta go. You know what I mean? We gotta go to the next yeah. one and so uh, it was just crazy how quick it happened and dustin was like well we're off to a great start and i was like come on shitty shooters like (laughs) yeah yeah. i just want more terribly shot deer so i can see this so (laughs) we like we like roll out and we go to the next the next call and dude this this was hilarious yo so like we get to this we get to this place okay this guy's like i shot this deer uh and it, you know, the whole spiel, Dustin breaks it down. What happened? We get to this place and we we drive all the way across. If To me, it just felt like we drove all the way across the county. But, you know, I don't know. It's so hard to see with distances because of all the bushes and stuff. But mm-hmm. we get to we get to the next stand. This guy comes out and uh, his wife comes out. They're sitting in the stand together and he shot. OK, this is what he told us. All right. So the deer came out at 40 yards he peeled his head away from the scope to look at the deer and then he cranked the magnification up on his scope to like 15x dude and the deer is like 40 yards away so he <laughs> yeah so he put the crosshairs on the crease of the deer's shoulder and shot well like he he yeah i guess i mean i think he thought from what i gathered from him he thought that if you cranked the magnification up on your scope it made your gun more accurate Cause it like got even more fine detail, <laughs> yeah. you know. I know, I know. Uh, but, like, I'm being super respectful, of course. It's a client, so I'm just like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very nice you did that. Well, and so what he did was, he's like, I put it right behind his shoulder, and I pulled the trigger. Well, it turns out he put it on the crease of his back leg instead. Yeah, first zoomed
2: to freaking. You oh, know, atomic god. level you're gonna make mistakes i know
1: like that. i know he's like my whole scope was just fur and a crease and i shot and then when i pulled off i realized i shot him in the back and i was like oh my god 40 yards i could have chucked a spear into that deer anyway yeah. so i was like trying to fight back giggling you know I'm like oh my god mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> we get there we cut out dutch same it's raining it's actually a terrible weather though this like terrible rainstorm rolled in we cut out dutch He takes off, dude, and and he's rolling out. And that's, again, I just can't get over that, dude. A, how fast an animal can move through that horrible, thick stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And B, how they just, dude, he just, it's like he knows where the hit site was. We didn't walk him or anything. We just opened the box. He jumps out, darts over there where the deer got hit, stands there for like, I don't know. He took a leak and just took off. (laughs) You know what I mean? The was just like,
2: damn.
1: And so all I'm listening for is that bark, right? Cause that means the deer is still on its feet. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Oh, come on, come on, come on. But anyway, he's rolling out. He goes for like 20 minutes and then he stops moving. And I was like, whoa, you know, he already found the deer. And this guy is elated. He's pumped. And that deer is dead. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we like go all the way in there and yeah, the deer was already dead. Um, luckily, but dude, the deer had only been there like, I don't know, like an hour. And, uh, I guess the vultures had already like eaten its eyes out, which is really surprising to me. I, I was like, Whoa, they got there quick, you know? But okay. I, I just thought that was really surprising. I, I'd never seen that before. There's a lot of black vultures there and they just are like really aggressive when they see something dead. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, it just surprised me. That's tangential. Mm-hmm. But again, I was like, Oh man, I, I was hoping the deer would be on its feet, but still just blown away at the efficiency of this whole operation. And you know, I, it was already kind of sinking in even by the second, like, second find. But I I couldn't get over that feeling, Chad, of, like, when you show up, you are the only houndsman in the entire world that someone is happy to see in, <laughs> initially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dude, you yeah. showed up, and the relief on those people's faces, right? Just like when you arrive and you have, you know, you have a good reputation like 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 dustin and danny do and uh they're just so happy to see you you know Mm -hmm. and i couldn't i just couldn't get over that great feeling and then dude when dustin and i were standing there and dustin was like he found the deer the look on that guy's face it's electric man and it's super satisfying like i I feel like I could do it just for that feeling right there. Like just to see those people, like this dude's like a 55 year old man. He looked like a 10 year old girl that just got like a great Christmas present. You know what right, I mean? Right. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's so, I mean, he's like, Oh, you start shaking our hands and stuff. I'm like, that's amazing. What a feeling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was incredibly addictive. You know what I mean? Just like feeling that, just making people so happy like that. And you are like, you come in and you're the hero of the day. Like that's super duper cool. So we get out there, we take pictures. They're super pumped. And the great thing is we have tons of calls. We help them drag the deer a little ways, but then we got to get going, you know? So uh, they were happy to just stop and take grip and grins and stuff. And that, then we, that was kind of our out. We took off and headed to the next call. But the the next call we took, the deer had been down, the deer had been hit and took off for hours and hours. And so I was like, you know, how's this going to be? It was like all day. Um, we got there, it was Danny's turn to let out his dog named Rip, who is okay. related related to Dutch, who's the super famous uh, dog. And, uh, you know, we get there, it's this kid who hit the deer, and they don't know what happened. They they saw the deer kind of buck up and take off, and run into this, like, terrible thick stuff. Like, I don't even know, it's like ragweed, but it's like 10 feet tall, okay. and it's like, <laughs> full of briars and stuff, like, it. Eh, it just sucks. Goldenrod? Is that sound? Okay, bad? yes, yeah. that's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It had like a golden tufts all over the top, but it was like mm-hmm. super polleny. Like when you walk through, it's just like, oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like, uh-huh. uh, my nose. I used, to was-
2: hunt, I used to hunt rabbits back in back in uh, Louisiana,
1: but anyway, I know it. I know it's horrible. It, it oh, gets my- in your nose and everything. Dude, my nose was literally a faucet. My eyes were like super itchy and red. And I took I took a Zyrtec before because I was like, dude, this is going to be a gnarly day. Like I could already tell, you know, Mm -hmm. but uh, we we cut Rip loose. Same thing, man. Rip hits the ground running and uh, takes off into the wood, takes off into that thick, nasty stuff and finds the deer immediately. Within like 10 minutes, he finds a deer. We let a pup go with him and the pup barked at the deer but uh they knew the deer was dead cuz cuz Rip yeah. wasn't barking. Uh-huh. And so I was like, "Dang, you guys make this look easy, dude." Like it's a, and that was an hours old, like 4 dude, or 5. Dude, was hours like 5 old? out 5 hour old track,
2: dude. Nice, that's cool. I mean, that's I don't cool. know
1: I don't know if that's old or not, you know. I I didn't really I mean, I was asking. I asked so many questions, you know, but like I was just the efficiency, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we just show up, shake some hands, open the box, the dog takes off and and Dude, Danny and Dustin both were like, you're getting super spoiled right now. Like, this is not Uh, always how it goes. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, they were showing me videos and stuff of the dogs finding dead stuff underwater. And I was like, I'd I'd like to see that. You know what I mean? That'd be crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like the sense of the dog to be able to find something underwater. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna float to the top just like anything else, and then it sticks around the bank. It's just I the guess. dog has to, yeah. you know, be you know either experienced or intelligent enough the first time to. to to deal it, I like it. I've talked plenty of times about the dogs tracking ducks on the water. You know, now if it's yeah, stationary under there, yeah, even some of those videos I posted, you could see the dogs indicating on ducks that go underwater. You know, yeah, and that are yeah. under the thing. So, yeah, I, as something as big as a deer and as musky as a deer, all the oils and grease coming off their foreheads during season and everything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'd still, it's I'm not saying it's easy by any measure, you know, but yeah. I, that, that takes a lot of miles for the dog to comprehend that you know it's easy for me to go find a duck but how many you have to really be dedicated to to put that many deer under your dog in a season so that's that's awesome man I, yeah
1: man i, was I just it. it was crazy and so you know we 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 put down on seven deer we found them all i'm gonna fast forward because that was the same scenario it was just so excellent we put down on a deer they found the deer wonderful happy customers just kind and of to, hanging
2: out watching the garments right yeah and, and
1: to, to 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 see the kids so happy You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like that's another thing that was wonderful. This was this kid's first deer and he was super sad and embarrassed that he took a bad shot. And in reality, it wasn't a bad shot. It just, the deer is tough and it took off too far into the thick, nasty stuff for them to track. Like one of the guys, standing almost on top of those things sometimes, you know, like that one that fell down the Creek, the first one, like I would have never seen that deer in a million years. Yeah. I don't even know how you can track through that. And then dude, like this one guy was like, I don't track. He's like, if it goes into the thicket, I just call a dog guy. And I was like, dang, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, right. I mean, yeah. but then we go in there and I was like, I see why you don't track. This is like terrible, like, oh, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> so I'm going to fast forward this. Um, all, right. all right. So there was a lot going on and we were succeeding and it was feeling incredible, but secretly, I wanted a hard one. I wanted right. one where I felt like we're sweating. You know what I mean? So <laughs> okay. I, I we got this call from this archer and he was way far away from us. Okay. So we had to put him off until like, dude, it was like nine 30 at night. When we got there, it was late in the dark okay. and we were all beat, dude. We were super tired and we get there. This archer was like, yo, I hit this doe, uh, the arrow went through it. I know I hit it too far back. There's green all over the arrow. It's a bad shot. And it's rare someone calls in on a doe, but this guy was like, Hey, I don't like leaving stuff behind. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't like we leaving wounded animals. It's my prerogative to find this animal. We were like, Whoa, dude, awesome. Sense of honor. Um, so we were like, Hey, let's put down. And and Dustin was kind of giving me the grin. He's like, This one's gonna be what you came for. You know what I mean? This is gonna be a, right. this is gonna be a good one. And so I was like, okay, crazy. Here we go. So it's pitch black, dude. And you already know how I feel about dogs running through that thicket, dude. Combine that with pitch black. There's Uh a moon and the canopy is thick. So I'm already like, woo, you know, getting all excited (laughs) to see some crazy (laughs) nocturnal dog work. Uh And so we're like, hey, let's put Lip, the puppy, down. And he can learn with weak Let's put lip down first. Cause apparently, and I, I didn't know this gut gut trails are kind of easy to follow. Okay. So, so we put lip down and we let lip go lip takes off. Um, but he, he's confused. He he goes out there on the trail. He gets a little lost. You see him making circles. We go in there to try to see what's going on. We walk through those woods. They weren't too thick in some spots and other spots. They were like awful, but, uh, lip, we kind of we got him back on the trail he's a baby i think he was like i don't know he's like barely a year old or something so mm-hmm. we were like huh i don't know what's going on we we kind of try to see what the deal is but he, he's like i don't know he's a pup so we we're like let's cut dutch in and dutch will help him out so we go back up to the truck may beat us back up to the truck after we called him in and uh we get up back to the truck we open the box dutch walks over like runs over to where the arrow is sticking in the ground sniffs it for like a millisecond he bolts. And what was exciting is he was literally exactly on Lip's trail, except where Lip made a loss. Dutch like jumped over to the left slightly, like, like moved over to the left and mm-hmm. picked up the trail and took off. And so we're watching the Garmin's, of course. And then Lip packed up with him and followed Dutch. And it's dude, picture this with me. All right. It's nice. beautiful, cold, still East Texas night. It's it's the apprehension in the air. What's going on? You're looking at the garments, It's dead silent. And then in the distance, <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, oh, he's on his feet. Like they, they see. And then, you know, Dustin's like, they see the deer. They're looking right at it. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. You know, like, here we go. So, like, what would happen is you'd hear them bark, 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 bark. And then you would see them moving quickly and then they'd slow down and then they would be really slow in a line moving. And I was like, you know me, I get crazy excited. And also I am a question asker. So I was like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And Dustin's like, this is what's happening. They're sniffing. They bumped up on the doe in her bed. She jumped up. It was a sight chase as long as they could see her. And then they dropped their noses down, shut up and went back to trailing. And then Mm -hmm. it was silent again for like, like, dude, I don't know, five minutes, maybe seven Mm -hmm. minutes again. And I was like, oh, so like the race is turning into this like sight, scent, sight, scent. But the the intervals between sight and scent are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Right. Uh And you can look on the garment and they're starting to run in circles now. So the deer is like running in circles. And I'm like, oh, dude. And then he's like, dude, they're chasing her. And I was like, that is so rad. Like, first of all, could you imagine doing this with a leash? No way. Uh,
2: no. no. And
1: also, I'm like, dude, this is so badass. This is like. These dogs aren't this is I'm, I'm going to get to the end here, but like <laughs> this is what blew me away, dude, on every level. OK, these dogs aren't finding they're not deer dogs. They're not bear dogs. They're not lion dogs. They're not zebra dogs. They are finding this deer, not yeah. any deer this one deer and the guy the archer was telling us he's like dude like 50 deer were in that herd like over the course of the day that came into this feeder after she got hit and took off so it's like you have all this contamination the guy walking around tons of deer pigs come in and Mm -hmm. these dogs in the pitch black like six hours later roll out and find this deer in the dark and they Freaking run her down in the dark and catch her, and I was like, "That is so badass!" Like yeah. I can't get over it. <laughs> I've seen dogs. I saw a. I saw a twelve-hour bear race in the snowy blowdowns of British Columbia. I've seen dogs running forty-five miles an hour across the desert. You know, I've seen dogs doing incredible physiologic tasks. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen, dude. It's like your dog detective. You and the dog are both detectives. One is the detective of the mind, the human, who gets the information. And the other is the detective of the nose. And as a team, super successful. And I love that, dude. I can't (laughs) get enough of that. It was so badass. So they caught the doe. They, like, caught her and, and, like, dispatched the doe. I was like, that is badass because as a sighthound hunter i like dogs that can get in there and get it done you know what i mean yeah, yeah.
2: i was don't beat around the bush and bay it up while it's skipping along at two miles an hour for you know another quarter mile you know grab it if you can but, get it grab it yeah.
1: but what blue what i also i was like oh yeah super tough dogs and they're like yo they won't do that to a buck like you know what i mean like <laughs> a, a big buck on his feet they're not stupid they, uh-huh. they'll be like eh i'll just bark at this buck you know what i mean <laughs> But and hey, I, what kind of dogs are these too? Are you, okay. You, so I asked that and they are Western specials, dude. Straight okay. up. They are, go. they're a combination of all kinds of different hounds. And, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I asked and I got Western special. So he's
2: assumed cur dog, but then you, you, you hound barked
1: there, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, no, I they, the they're hound hounds. Bark, they they have know? like long floppy hound ears. Okay. Yeah. so they're just like best to best breedings throughout time is kind right. of how I interpreted it. He was I, kind of secretive about how Dutch is bred. So I was yeah, just like, okay, all right. But I can respect that, whatever. I don't care if he was half poodle.
0: Dude, yeah. you're out there yeah.
1: smoking dead deer. I was like, right. this right. thing could be a Chihuahua, <laughs> Great Dane, Bulldog, Hound mix. I don't care what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is badass. And you know what? If someone's like, "Hey, oh, he's a Western special. This is a hound that's been best of best for a long time," I'm just like, "That's cool. Clearly, it's working." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. So um, he's like a tri color. I don't know, like 50 pounds, maybe 50, 65 pounds. Strong, not super short legged, but not tall like leggy. You know, like a like a really leggy um pointer or something yeah you know uh, i mean he kind of looked like a a beagle in colors um mm-hmm. i don't know look up east Techers east texas trackers those guys that's that's there's page they got he's got millions of pictures of uh of dutch there you can see what he looks like hey yeah, he's kind of okay. like black and tan saddleback and rip was like a beautiful blue color i'm assuming that came from like a blue lacy or something i don't know yeah. they weren't fans of blue lacies though not mm-hmm. just not for what they do they just prefer what they work well with So uh, I'm going to interject, guys, check this out. Uh, Patrons already know, but I have talks with Dustin. I finally, (laughs) dude, all the trip, I was like, I'm getting a podcast with you. And he's like, no, no. Uh, He's like, let's just have a good time. And then by the end of it, finally, after me hounding him enough, we sat down, had dinner. We had some good times. And I finally got him to record. And once I got him going, he was happy to talk about his favorite thing in the world. And I got a long, awesome talk. Some of it's going to be aired here on this episode, but a lot of it is going to be aired on the Patreon page. as tailgate talks, you guys. So go check that out. So, uh, yeah, going, going back. So that, that happens a lot with all mixed up. You and I, we can get guests on and have a long, great talk. It's way too long for the show here. I mean, we're dude, me and you have had talks where like, if we aired the entire talk and didn't air some of it on the (laughs) Patreon page, they would be like four hour long episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, go check out the Patreon page. You guys, uh, that's where a lot of this is going to be so anyway yeah so back back to that they they caught the deer we go in in the pitch black i was just super happy that the archer was just wanted the deer you know what i mean that was Uh super great we helped him pull the deer out it was all good and uh it was a great way to wrap up a day um man we were so tired dude so tired um but we 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 uh we we had a great day of successes and we woke up the next morning hit hit it again kept finding deer was great um finally this was the last call um we we were finding dead ones and it was awesome um this was the last call of the day the hunter was like i think i hit the deer in the leg uh i think i saw its leg kind of flopping around as it took off and that's it i know i hit it low so we were like okay this deer's definitely not going to be dead
2: yeah and so uh, you're doing cartwheels on the side again right
1: yeah yeah so i was like <laughs> i was like crazy that my last one Is gonna be like this, you know what I mean? Like exactly what I was kind of hoping for. Although the night the night race was that was so dope, dude. Yeah. And so, um, okay, so we get there. This is what I got the video of too. We put we put Rip down this time. Dutch was pretty beat, and it was Rip's turn to get in there after him. I'd seen Rip recover a few already. And so uh um Rip takes off into the woods. We're listening, watching intently. And dude, way out there, dude, way out there, like 400 plus yards. I was like, oh yeah. You like they <laughs> they found him? Yes. And so we were like, let's do it. Let's go. We saw that he had the deer stopped. I grabbed my GoPro, pushed play. And and Danny and I go into the woods. Dustin's like, I'm not going in there. You guys can. And so I was like, Hell yeah, I'm going in. Like, let's do it. I'm going in, guns blazing. You know, proverbially, proverbially, of course. <laughs> and so uh, you know, we go in, and and I'm just gonna say this to the listeners too: the hunters do not dispatch the deer. Uh, only Danny or Dustin dispatch the deer. Uh, it's just a safety and liability thing. I wouldn't want a stranger trying to shoot a deer over my dog. That's that's heinous. So I yep. totally understand. Um, so Danny or Dustin finishes the deer if it must be finished off. And so this will be the first time I've seen them finish a deer off. Um, Danny is, I'm following Danny Butson, a great houndsman. Uh, patrons also got a, a tailgate talk with him, picking his brain about his hog dogs. So uh, uh, we'll get there in a minute, Chad, because <laughs> you're coming into this story too. So, okay, <laughs> back to the moment. I hear the bay, boom, 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 dogs just lighting up. And I just, I love that, you guys. My dogs are silent when they hunt, but the idea that that dog is a deer-seeking missile and he's telling you, <laughs> he's right here, everybody, right here. Come to my voice. Bark, bark, bark. Just go to my voice. And the deer, I'm looking right at him, is such a cool thing. Like, people call in animals. You know what I mean? Like, calling in uh-huh. an elk, calling in a turkey, calling in ducks. That's so fun right? I love calling animals in what a cool way to interact with nature. I like it even better when the dog is like, he's right in front of me. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's even cooler. And so we're sneaking through, we're sneaking through. It takes us time to get there. Finally, we get to the deer. We're creeping up dude, like commandos. The dog has the deer totally distracted. Like you were saying, hypnotized. look at me, look at me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Danny creeps around the bush. Danny, though, a total professional. He doesn't shoot. He's like, come here, come here. Like, get over here and get your film on. I was like, dude, what a badass. Because, like, he could have just smoked the deer. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I creeped up behind him, and I put my camera on the deer. It's right in front of us, dude. He raises his rifle. His scope. His scope didn't come on. I was like, oh, no. Uh Oh, (laughs) Uh, oh, I just just lost my headphones. Just a second. So Uh I... The scope didn't come on, and I was like, no, 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 no. And Danny's, like, trying to kind of fiddle with it while the deer breaks and takes off. So we're like, dang it. The, and he's like, I don't know what's going on. Apparently, he fell, and his scope, like, fell into a puddle or water or something. I wasn't exactly sure what happened, but he tested it yesterday, and it worked. And before we headed in, he tested it, and it came on. So obviously, he didn't think it was a problem, but of course... Right when we're looking at the deer, it didn't come on. So we're sitting there there fiddling with it, trying to make it work. He's like, oh my gosh, seriously right now? And I'm like, it's okay, (laughs) man. Just like make it work, you know? Like, and he's just like, yeah, you know, like he doesn't say this is all unspoken, you know, but he's just like, we got, we got to make it work. So we go in and again, the dog has the deer bait, but the deer sees us and breaks. And as soon as the deer sees us, the whole tenor of the experience changed. Once the deer kind of know we were there, he was a lot harder to get him stopped. You know what oh I mean? Like, yeah. And yeah. so, like, the dog definitely stopped him multiple times, but he would just break instantly. Like, as soon as we got in range, which was kind of frustrating, but I was loving it. it dude, literally, at <laughs> one point in the video, I was like, this is making for gripping television. Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and of course, Daddy's like, ah, this dang deer. Like, And so, he he finally, finally, we come around the corner. And the dog has the deer stopped and Rip has the deer stopped in this like super thick spot. Danny raises his rifle, puts it on him. Boom. Shoots the deer. The deer jumps up and takes off. I knew you got him pretty good. And, uh, the, and then the rips right behind him, dude. And the deer runs into this crazy thicket. And I don't know if other parts of the Southeast have a tree called a wild lemon, but it is like the thickest, sharpest, nastiest thing I've seen in a while. And I've seen devil's (laughs) club in Canada it was on par or worse than devil's club. So I, I was just, we had to kind of work our way through there, but then it kind of got more open. We worked around the dog, got the deer stopped in another thicket. He's running around him kind of like, like orbiting the deer barking. The deer actually like charged at the dog. And mm-hmm. you can tell the deer is is, is pretty injured, right? So uh, Danny raises up his rifle, shoots the deer. Again, the deer is, is mortally wounded. The deer comes out into a, like a piney area and with rip right behind him and then danny puts the deer down euthanizes the deer right there and i was like dang dude that was super exciting again the whole eight (laughs) minute video is on the patreon page you guys you can check out the entire thing it was freaking rad i admire danny for just persevering you know making it work when when you know the odds were stacked against him and and he was super embarrassed and i was like dude don't worry i I think it was badass that you just made it happen you know what i mean like push push through it and made it happen but I, I didn't care if Danny had to run up there and like jump on the deer and like bite it to death. I just, <laughs> I, I thought it was badass. You know what I mean? This was amazing. It, it's like, how else are you going to be able to just come up on an animal like that and just see it? Like the dog is like, he's right here. And because you have this amazing tool, the hound, you can just like creep up on it and just see it standing right there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't get over that. I can't get over that. It is so cool. <laughs> It was what a, what an amazing tool. And again, it was a a kid who hit the deer. So when we, we got the deer down and finally they were able to kind of work their way through the thicket up to where we were, that kid was so pumped, so grateful, so excited. You know, it was a nice buck. It really was a nice buck and uh, what a wonderful feeling to just be like succeed. I had all this adrenaline, right? So I was just like, Whoa, but I was super (laughs) impressed with the dog work. Um, Rip, Rip was a beast and it was really cool to see that. So and then making
2: uh, the shot with a, with a, with a dead scope on the rifle yeah, too. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> right?
1: You're just like approximating it. I mean, you can kind of imagine the red dots in the middle of the, you know, it was a red dot scope, right? So okay, you, you're okay. kind of like the red dots in the center, put the center on the deer's vitals and, and it worked, you know, it, it worked, gotcha. but uh, yeah, it was an incredible experience. Uh, and uh, you know, if there's any questions you have, man, please, by by all means, ask, I'm just regaling of the stories and hmm? it, it was just crazy. I guess my biggest takeaways is, is one the feeling of just like everybody is pumped that you're there. So relieved. It's like when you're stuck at the beach in a in your car your, or your truck, you're buried up to your axles and your buddy shows up with his winch. You're just like, yes, I am. Yeah, he's here. Here. I'm, you know? I'm good. I got some help. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's such a relief. And then also I just can't get over the versatility of dogs, man. Like, you can have these little terriers that are going underground and duking it out with something underground. You have side hounds that can run over the prairie, like a freaking cheetah. You have these hounds that can go in and parse out an individual animal and find it in the pitch black and bring it down. It's just amazing. And I I just, I can't get over it. The versatility of these animals and, and how incredible they are. And then, and lastly, and this is a big shout out Thank you, Dustin Machado and Danny Butts. You guys are the bomb. I had a wonderful time. I will be back. Danny's got curs and, and pits, and he's a, a very successful pig hunter. And during the day, so that's what's got me really pumped. Um, oh, I'm, yeah. Night hunting is for the birds. I'm over hunting at night. And so uh, no offense to my coon hunters out there. I am just not <laughs> a night owl at all. 10 o'clock, I'm in bed so right. <laughs> and hey danny said straight up chad come on come on down and uh come hunt with us you're you're a a man of the thickets as well so oh uh, nice now good stuff he, yeah he hey. said bring your yags bring your yags
2: <laughs> oh there we go there we go i'd have to i'd have to get a hold of my some of my local buddies here and see if i could pry one of them back out of their hands to come down with uh, that'd be when great
1: you, one of your famous pig yags mm-hmm. yeah he said He said the, the 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 bay dogs can move pretty good through those thickets too and I'm just mm-hmm. going to leave it at a, as a friendly uh, debate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, good. That's good. <laughs> that's fantastic is what that
3: is.
1: Yes, my friend, you know. So, uh, yeah, and that's no no aspersions to my Terrier people. That episode was good, all in good debate and fun. And, and I do 100% agree with what you said. And I officially back <laughs> off my stance on that that's
2: that's that's it man that's traditional that's old faithful though
1: i mean that's that's what what kind of curse black mouse uh yes i believe um it's all in the tailgate talk he talks about them, uh but yes i believe so black there you go
2: that's old faithful man you know two or three black mouse and and some type of bulldog this is what i
1: like when someone's like when i'm talking to someone about your dogs this is how i know you know what we're talking about we were just talking about hunting with dogs and the first thing Danny does whips up his, his cell phone, his gallery. And it's just video after video, after picture, after video, infinitum scrolling uh-huh. of his dogs catching pigs. baby Yeah. Yeah. Right? I love you know, that. Right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you. I got,
2: I got more. Hold on. No, 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 no.
1: Look at, look at this one more, you know? Dude. I was uh, just, you know? yeah. I was like, all right, I'm coming back. So stay tuned, everybody. I will be going back to the ETX. I'm going to be catching some pigs with Danny Butts. That is going to be awesome. And if there's any calls rolling in on some high fence exotic action, I'll be going out with Dustin as well. And we'll be uh, finding more cool stuff. I miss the exotics. Dustin just found his first Neil guy. I was really hoping that oh, we could find. Oh, that would have been awesome. I know, dude. He found an elk once for somebody on a high fence, an elk, dude, like a Rocky huh. Mountain elk. Yep. And he had a video of the dogs baying this elk. And I was like, that is something you will never ever see in New Mexico. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so they'll cool.
2: put you under the jail for that, right? I mean, yeah,
1: oh, for sure, dude. I saw a herd of z donks, zebra donkeys. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, Texas, you're so weird. Kangaroos, why did they
2: just dude? go with zonky? I don't,
1: I don't get it. You know, no, like, why they go with z donk? Okay, know? here's why, dude. Because apparently, it's a zonky. If it's a, I know I'm gonna get this wrong, and I don't have Google in front of me right now. If it's a zebra male and a donkey female, wow. it's a z donk. And if it's a zebra. Female and a male donkey, then it's a zonkey, and gotcha. I may have that backwards. But that's how those stupid portmanteau names are. Yeah, it's like yeah. a liger or whatever, and you a tigon or
2: whatever it yes, is. Yes, yeah.
1: yes. So I guess a mule is the same way, though, right? If it's a female donkey and a male horse, isn't it called like a I don't know, like a henny or something? I don't know. I, there's Honestly, other... I,
2: I have no clue. I know it's I, not a I, mule. Yeah. Uh, I, I imagine logic tells me that it's probably something, but I, I honestly never heard of it and I should. Yeah.
1: I guess at this point I should know better. But <laughs> yeah, but you know. you're you're yeah. a horseman anyway, so not a mule yeah. guy. <laughs> no, not
2: not so much. I got to mess with them before, but never, never, never all the way. Um, well,
1: yeah, I had a wonderful time in Texas, you guys. It's not over, but like yeah. Thanks for, for hearing us out, everybody. Um I'm gonna roll right into Dustin's uh dustin's own words from himself and uh if you want to see the rest of this awesome and pretty lengthy talk go to the patreon page it's all there chad if there's anything you want to add to this or questions you want to ask brother lay it on me man man it, mainly I, I want
2: to know what kind of dogs he was using how far they ranged you know um if they you know i i'd assume that they try and them up if they if they could but catch the small ones you know that's gonna happen and uh Uh, You you hammered all that. Uh, What okay? So you know a lot of the shots he's going to take are pretty close. What what rifle? You know does this uh, deer you know reclaiming rescue whatever you want to call it? (laughs) Deer rescue. uh, Professional. Yeah. (laughs) Deer rescue. What what kind of what kind of uh, caliber does he prefer for you know close range precision shooting? I I take. We used a thirty
1: thirty lever action. That's a great question there you go that's that's, that's old, tried and true you know great question uh, my friend short very short barrel he mm-hmm. was using a oh my gosh he's gonna kill me for this i think he said a rossi uh uh was the brand a very yeah. specific short barreled brush lever action 30 30 yep. i think he said it was yep. a rossi and he said they're actually kind of hard to find when you find one he loves it um and that's what we were using great question i should have been more specific on that i was running through there with like a buoy knife in my teeth like a pirate you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> no no i just look like a wide-eyed kid running around excited you know what i mean they could have been like seth jump on that deer and fight him down i'd be like yes sir i'm <laughs> on it jump yeah, that's on his I used to
2: try i mean that's 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 perfect I mean, that kind of makes me feel good too because that's that's what I used to try and keep in my scabbard when I'd hog hunt off a horseback for just quick little pop shots. Never shooting anything that was baited up. If it it a sounder busts and and the landowner wants you to kill as many as you can, you'd wait till the dogs passed and then just take little pop shots at whatever ran across the road mm, in front mm-hmm, of you. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I use is a lever thirty thirty, you know. So it's the classic. Um, yeah, a little two forty grain thing. And if it doesn't work, you could you know harpoon it at him, you know, and it's still gonna shoot <laughs> the same, you know. Iron Oh well, he uses a red dot. Yeah, I imagine that would be. You know when dog when you're shooting over dogs, I I, I'm an iron sight man myself.
1: Personally, I am too. But these guys are shooting over top
2: of the dogs, just a little extra. You know, I would never hold that against anybody. You know, at that point, so that was what I was interested in, and I think you hit everything else I was really curious about, man. What was the temperatures? What, what uh, were the dogs working at?
1: It was uh, not blazing hot. One of the days was really rainy and awful. And there was a hard frost in one of the nights. A cold, oh, so the first day it was like 65, 70. And then a cold front blew in. The temperature was like 20. And then okay. and then yeah. it got it was like frosty. And then the, it rose up to like 50. No, it rose up to like 40 in the daytime, I think. So is one the dog- day- Oh, sorry. Go, 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 no, go, go, go. No, no, you're good, brother. What's up?
2: Right, is the dog just burying his face in the in the in the wound when he got there you know oh like yeah down, yeah down or oh, is he, good is question yeah because I, 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 I know some people feed feet all the time so the dog develops such a flavor for it not that they need to only focus on the feet i mean they're they're smelling the adrenaline and the uh, everything you know like you said the 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 gut shot and everything you know, so they're, they're they're smelling the whole cocktail mm-hmm. but i know some feed their dogs, the feet so much that that becomes their favorite part. And they just got to start chewing on the hooves, you know? Um, yeah, dude,
1: that's a great question. So that's also what surprised me is that when the dog finds a dead one, how do you keep it there and not just want to go find another deer or whatever, mm-hmm. dude, they just start feasting. They they, yeah. they train those dogs that they can open them up at the flank. Okay. And oh, so, so dude, they're not they even just, going
2: to the bullet hole. They're they're going right no, the skin. They
1: go right at that soft skin right there where the flank is. And they uh-huh. just open up into the gut cavity and they just start chowing down, dude, straight up. And, oh, so and they're, they're, they're chowing down on intestines and stuff, just <laughs> whatever comes out, yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. And they they and and I saw them training lip to never bite the head or the neck of the deer, only at the flank. And yeah. dude, no hunters cared. Nobody cared at all. You know, nobody yeah. wants the guts anyway. They're not ripping yep. into the hams. They're just ripping into uh-huh. that soft gut skin right there. And they're literally, he's just like, yeah, eating guts, dude. Like liver or whatever's right there i don't know i i mean i wasn't really paying attention it smelt bad so i'm assuming he got into the guts but like yeah he's just chowing down dude that's his reward for finding that dead one and that's why he just stays there until we get there he's just having himself a nice lunch
2: <laughs> you got a party yep yep
1: <laughs> and i was like genius that's i was like how would you how well, there's no nothing exciting about a dead deer they don't bark at it mm-hmm. he's just like yeah that just made me laugh i was like what's he doing and dustin's like he's feasting. And I was like, ah, <laughs> he's feasting. And yeah, he was, he was feasting. All right. So,
2: um, yeah. yeah. And that hit all my questions, man. That that was the stuff I was really interested. And then, and then I wanted to blow by blow through the shot, you know, you know, so
1: that's all I'm good for is a play by play, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> living it? Man. Well, Hey, uh, we'll just roll into what Dustin has to say. And you guys remember that most of this is on the Patreon page. So, uh, let's roll right into it. This is Dustin Machado's own words. Thanks again, Dustin, Danny, and uh, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to Houndsman XP. Let's hear it.
3: Oh, John Wayne went to going on on that lever action. <laughs> he, he got will, it done. He will never hear the end of that.
1: When you're when you're <laughs> listening to this, these are patrons listening to that, but go scroll for the video, you guys. It's there. Poor Danny. I saw him. He made that. He tried to turn on that red dot, he looked back at me for a split second. He's a rock solid under pressure. He just went to going and doing what he needed
3: to do, but I felt so bad for him. He, he had to borrow a bullet out of my shirt pocket. <laughs> to do- to finish the good job. <laughs> yeah,
1: he got it done. No, good job, Danny. I would. I would. Good old
3: butts, old boy.
1: <laughs> I felt like I should just run up and tackle the deer bulldog that deer did. You want
3: to, but then that thing will kick your ass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that pro-
1: deer was no doubt. He no, was strong. That was a good deer. He rushed. He, he he rushed. All rip several times Ooh. in the video. You can see him. But rip rip knows
3: what's up. He I was proud up, of rip. He does. He, they know to keep their space. A smart dog knows to keep their space. A dumb dog will get hooked cut
1: quick i'm gonna ask you this is a this is a question you've you've kind of alluded to the answer several times but i want to ask you definitively yes i will i'm a hunter i shoot a deer boom it's not the best shot the deer takes off running how do you know it's not the best shot because he takes off running in not a good way he don't hump up nice you know what i'm saying yeah what is the what is the most ideal thing for a hunter to do before he calls a blood trailer what would you what is the because today we did see some really nice scenarios where you were like that guy did everything right what is the best thing to do before you call let's say um i'm a rifle hunter i shoot the deer the deer um let's say he i'm pretty sure i hit him in the guts let's just let's just make it an easy scenario i, I hit him too far back his his guts absorb that bullet and he books it off into the woods what should I do to make sure that it's the easiest for my blood tracker to have the best job possible?
3: Okay, so let's let's erase your gut shot that you knew you hit him back. And let's just talk about any rifle shot and then any bow shot. Okay, Real perfect. Quick. Even okay. better. Yeah, let's no. no, do it. no better. Let's do it that way. So a rifle shot. We all expect it to drop or or be within seeing distance, right? So I expect uh, oh. I would think a, a rifle hunter would give anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes before they get out of the stand. Um, at least 15 if it didn't drop right there. So go in, I expect a hunter to go in, try and find dig out marks, try and find anywhere where that deer bolted out of, try and find the blood trail. They don't just start bleeding right away where they're hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah you can examine the ground back behind where the deer was standing you can see what hair's there The hair will tell you a bunch of what's going on we're talking
1: white tail we're going to white tail deer yes white deer what does the hair tell you
3: what does the hair tell you so (laughs) long hair because I learned all this (laughs) long long white hair is a pit is an armpit front armpit um, a back armpit or a back belly anything in the chest brisket area is going to be short white hair you're gonna have on on a bullet that passes all the way through. You may not see anything no at hair. all. Yeah, you may not see anything. Probably light brown hair. If it did pass all the way through, light brown hair. And uh, if you hit high in the back, you're gonna see. First of all, that high in the back, you're gonna get the spinal shock. They're gonna hit the ground and. Those are the ones that. Those lay, are the ones that lay there for a while, or <laughs> lay there for a little while, then pop up and haul ass, right? Yep, yep, so, yep. the creasing. Then ah, yeah, yep. The void. It, but, yeah, that's right. So, Or above the void. Yeah. Uh, on the top side of the oh, backstrap. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Right? So yep. on the top side of the backstrap, you're going to see long brown hair with black tips on a white tail. Mm. All right? So the further up their neck, a shoulder shooter that got a little too high is going to have longer hair. Right. All right? Yep. So, so it's the, is, I mean, yep. it just the way it works, yep. right? So um, real quick, a side note everybody when you clean your deer even if you're an experienced hunter take time to pay attention when you clean your deer don't just go through the motions pay attention learn t- the anatomy anatomy of the deer while you're cleaning even when you're skinning it the outer skin the the where the lungs are where where the liver is where every, it holds in place no yeah. matter how you hang it it will hold it's going to sag a little but but for the most, just pay. You don't have to do it with every deer, but just pay attention when you're yeah. skinning, or even where that fur types are. Uh, that, that's right. So you pay attention mm, where your that's kid a great is. Great point. Yeah, you pay attention where your kid is when you're when you're sliding that knife off, right? When he's standing around watching dad skinning his yeah, deer, yeah. right? Well, every once in a while, pay attention to how what your buck looks like when you, yeah. or or your, your doe. When you're scanning it. You I never thought you, to think fur types and stuff. That's such a good
1: point. Because you can you can do this yourself. You can be like, damn, Simple. I must have hit him too high from the long hair. Just by the evidence
3: yep. or anything. It tells us everything. A phone call is free advice. I have this, this, and this. What do you think? Man, how did it react when you hit him? Yeah. A lot of people don't believe in that. I do. When it comes to rifle shots, I, I, I know that a mule kick nine times out of ten is going to be somewhere up front. That's yeah. right. And so the evidence on the ground and what you're showing me is is it, it's, it doesn't give me a whole picture, but it starts narrowing things down. Yeah. Right? So um, – Anyways, going, so yeah, so that, I wanted to make that point. Yeah, because we're going to go back to that. So
1: going back to what everything they've done right. So you say it's okay to go in there and look. No, that's okay. Go,
3: go in there. You should. anybody that's anybody that you call. This goes back to the Facebook trackers. Anybody that tells you call just call me when you're in the stand, and I'll come out there. Any or or just walk out there and do this or that. Y'all, they they. Um, Check in. Check, ask for references. Somebody besides a family member. Ask for random hunters that they've trailed for. It doesn't hurt to ask questions at all. It doesn't. And um, but when when you shoot with a rifle and the deer doesn't drop or you don't see it run off and just and tumble over snowplow and, and die go off in there you should go off in there you should trail your own it's kind deer. of your responsibility yeah, yeah, it is to do everything remember in the state of Texas that after you pull the trigger release an arrow or release a bolt or whatever your firearm happens to be the as reco- soon as that is released the hunt is over and the recovery process is in play for up to 48 hours so <coughs> trail your deer blood trail your deer if you go in there and you run out of blood there's nothing wrong with looking around a good dog will work through that as a as a responsible hunter you do everything you can just remember where you stopped at if you get confused or, or screwed up, back out and, and call somebody if you want to. It, and if you... If there's a bunch of guys at that can't and been sitting around there partying all evening, hey, we go out there, we'll find that some buck. Hey, sometimes it's just best to step away and make a phone call. The phone calls are free. It yeah. doesn't matter who you call. Everybody will give you good advice or they will put you in contact with somebody that will get you good advice. Right? So... um and how many times do you see me turn down calls this weekend? Or how many deer did we find that they asked for a dog, but I gave them advice? Yeah, actually. They waited. And they found, they found it on, on their own. own. Yep, that happened four times.
1: Yeah, we were like, "Wait, just go out, bud. Just have a, Take a have, break. Yep, have yep. a cup of coffee. Go sit down for about two hours, then just go back with a fresh, level head." And then, like four hours later, they call us, "Hey, I found it. Thank Don't you so it, much." No. That's, yep.
3: that's right. And so that's what a responsible deer trailer should do. A responsible recovery guy should do. Cheers to that. Right. So, um, and if they're, and then sometimes it's just like, "Hey." I don't want to go in that thick, nasty crap. Yeah, just bring the damn doll. Yeah, and, and so that happens. That also happened right. this that's week. That's right. That also, <laughs> and we will. It's yeah, not yeah. a problem. It worked great for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right? So it, it does. It it happens. So, but work we'll work with anything, right? So yes,
1: yeah, so that ideal case is yeah. You can go in there and look around, and and if it's just too frustrating, take some time. That's right. And then maybe go back in a little bit. But if you're if you're just frustrated, maybe all right to just call. And, and we'll go in there, but I, I do appreciate that. That really surprised me because uh, I had, I came in with nothing and, and I really appreciated how you didn't give me, you kind of let it unfold. And I asked all the questions and you answered, but also just by example, I watched a lot and I was just kind of taking mental notes and writing things down as you were doing them. But that's one thing I really liked, respected, and appreciated is that all, every single call, you were like, hey, go in there and look. You know, don't be afraid to go look for that deer. Nah. Give it your best go first, and if you still can't find it, call me back. And a lot of people did call you back, but four of those guys were like, "Hey, I found it," and I was like,
3: "That's a that's a baller move right there." Yeah, nah, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's not. Um, I I want. I like that a lot. Yeah. So I that's, mean, there's yeah. not um, people get nervous and flus. Yes, frustrated, and they see things on inner Google. <laughs> My friend Lance Selb says on the Inter Google, tracking dog, tracking dog, tracking dog. Well sometimes that that it, it works into people's heads and it makes them lazy and takes not not lazy on purpose, but I, I think that um, they they forget their primal instincts a little bit and realize that there's a lot of human can do and gathering of evidence that they can do, that they can relay just in case they need this. Yep. We are a just in case. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, I prefer not being a last, last ditch effort. Yeah. You're you know definitely I mean? not. A last yeah. When ditch there's like effort. 20 yeah. people out there <laughs> yeah. and then come back in, Oh, we can't do it anymore. Although we've been there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What happened this week? <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> That's right. But,
3: yeah. but, um, it, it, it has made folks a little bit, um, in my opinion. I don't, I don't mind it. I'm there to help, no matter yeah. what. And if that's somebody's prerogative to have us just do that, and that's that's what they want to do, I'm there for them. If somebody wants to trail blood for three, four hundred yards, and then just, I'm exhausted. I'm done. Um, and then come back in the morning. And they get back on blood and they go another two, three hundred yards. And then they're like, oh, man, I, I what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Back out on the blood trail. Call. We'll rock.
1: Yep. And that's the ideal case. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's what I really wanted to get at is just like how don't be afraid to go in there and look. That surprised me. And I like that. And I guess the last point I kind of want to get to is. I really liked that. You're a detective first. And we've had a blood trailer on the show, and, and uh, this was a while ago, and, and uh, I kind of picked that up. So I kind of came in here with that mindset already, but seeing it, for me, was so crazy that you, you and, and Danny are straight-up detectives. The first thing you guys do is you had—I was carefully paying attention to the litany of questions you asked a hunter on the phone first. And then, when you get to the ground, you're like a bloodhound yourself. I saw you walking around, looking, looking, watching you and Danny are down on the ground, walking around. And I just thought that was so cool that it's not just the dog. You are a team with him, right? You're analyzing what's happening here. And you're already giving yourself this expectation of what this race is going to be like, and then confirmed by Dutch. And so I thought that was super cool that you're, you're a detective. You're the, you're a hound
3: hunting detective. (laughs) Um, um, it, there's no question there. I just wanted to say, no, that. Dad. <laughs> no. So, it, um, things happen out there, and and I say it all the time. They happen in the woods. It, the majority of our customers where Danny and I trail at are lease hunters. The majority, ninety percent of them, are lease hunters. So, which is different than other parts of the state where the, there are lease hunters, a lot of lease hunters in other parts of the state, but there's a ton of ranch ranch hunters that mm-hmm. they come in and hunt a ranch. Um, and they have guides sitting with them, or um, it's a day lease, anything like that. Well, these folks that we tend to trail for live, eat, and breathe their lease, right? So they shoot guns all year long, they're dialed in, their kids are out helping them fill feeders, they have trail cameras, they know their deer, they know. What what are on the no shoot list? which you saw? What's yep, on yep, the shoot yep, list? Yep. Uh, you know what I mean? So so yeah, so. I different mean they are dialed teams. in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, when there's a s- mistake made here, whether it's the animal or the the territory or the 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 gun or the shooter itself, it, it's. um you have to put everything together that the our hunters here are not that they're um that they, they are these are these are people that hunt they they live for a living it's traditional it's it's everything yeah. even if they were born out here in the country and then moved to the city to hunt they still come out to family land like we did this morning yeah that's been in, in the family. They're for taking it seriously,
1: and you want to make sure that you're doing everything you Absolutely. can. Absolutely, yeah. They didn't, they didn't want to call me. <laughs> you're too nice. I'll beat you right to
3: the punch. <laughs> <laughs> they, it, they didn't. They didn't want to call us. Yeah. They didn't want to. And when they called, they were. Um, it was last ditch effort, right? Yeah. So, and then some may be a little bit embarrassed. I have to be embarrassed. To call it dog. That's yeah. what these dogs. That's do. what it's for. And that, no one's perfect. That, and I've that, lost a buck. No, that's that's right. It yeah. happens. I didn't get a dog because I just woke up one morning and said, "Oh, I need some blood dogs." I think. No, <laughs> yeah. I got tired of crawling around on my hands and knees because I'm a horrible freaking shot with a bow. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I yeah. took stupid, unpredictable shots. Not saying a dog will fix that. They're not miracle workers. They're not. They don't run around with an RPG type. Thing yeah. Yeah. Back, right. It's so, a great tool. Yeah. It is a tool. In our arsenal. But it is a tool that should not be thought about last. Yeah. I'm going to say this one thing and I'm going to end this. All right. Everybody. Every deer hunter. Everybody's guilty. And if anybody tells you different, I know y'all lying. Everybody thinks about planning their hunt, or filling feeders, and everything going into hunting season, everything. Everybody also plans on either how we're going to process our game, or who we're taking to the processor. Yep. Nobody thinks about what's going to happen after the shot, besides the processor, yep. or the taxidermist. You're thinking about it, magically drops, and it's over right there, and The then- processor and the taxidermist is their last of their thinking. What if something doesn't go right? What's my game plan then? This is sage advice right now. I don't care if you're in Australia, or Illinois, or California, Oregon, or in Texas. Find out where you're at, take your time, do your research. Do your research, make some phone calls, Find out who some other friends are on Facebook or Instagram or anybody else that's used a dog, or good dog guys. Um, Get references and put them on a card and put them in your back pocket. Find their phone number somewhere. No different than if you were a long range shooter keeping a range, windage, and elevation card on the side of your scope or on your cell phone. Put it in your notes who is a responsible and respectable dog man in your hunt area. And that's going to be all I got to say. That was going to ask final
1: words. That was it. Dustin, this has been awesome, brother. Thank you so much, man. I've loved every minute of it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back. This isn't goodbye. This is see you later, brother. You so, got it, brother. Man. Thank you, man. We,
3: we hooked it up this week.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Thanks. ETX. Well, guys, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, there's more adventures on the way. So, uh, Chad, you, you've you been out on the road, and I'm really excited to see the cool content you've got out there in Texas as well. Texas seems to be the Mecca where we're at. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there, let's finish our show how we always finish it. Briefly, brother, what's on your mind? You just can't let it go.
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, oh, all these new dogs, really. But I, I'm just kind of fascinated with the possibilities. Nothing... Nothing that I'm really going to get too far into this year, but uh, mainly everything excited about next year. The snows are finally coming, so I'm about to dust off the old uh, uh, lion dogs, you know. Um, I got a lot of different things. My dogs can do the dirt. I just, I like to kind of save them for when I'm a little bit more successful, and I do, of course, better in the snow um, here and where I hunt, I uh, so much stinking rock. Um, but mm-hmm. that is coming. But my my hunting truck died. The uh, drive shaft is in like three pieces, and it's only it's supposed to even supposed to only come down to like two. Um, Slap a
1: band aid on it. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, there there ain't enough of that. I <laughs> oh, man. I lost everything. Oh well. Pro tip here: um, if you you know your your drive shaft comes apart and you know now you you can't you can't get yourself out right you can slap it in a four wheel and at least get back home or to a main road or somewhere ah. you can go um and uh i knew that but sat there for 45 minutes before i remembered um and got myself out of there so uh, uh there you go you know if it's a you know a four wheel drive truck and you're in two wheel drive and your and your drive shaft comes apart and you still do have access to the, you know, the other drive, you can slap it into four wheel and, and get going. Cause I was just sitting there and in, in, in drive, slamming on the accelerator and just spinning the engine, but the drive shaft wasn't moving. So mm. there you go. You Real know, pro tip indeed. Yeah, so that's that. But um i went and picked up my new my new hunting truck um the uh flatbed and and fancy pants dog box are coming at some point but for now i got my new my new my new Tacoma ready to go man Yo, uh, and nice. yeah yeah with all my little mods going on it you know um got the lift kit and the suspension and the the winch up front and uh I uh, beefed up the back so that I could put this giant box and all the hounds I like to drag around with me on the back there and, and some ditch lights. And, uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty, pretty, pretty special right now, man. If you, yeah, if, you if you want to know, <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Where are we going to uh, catch a lion, yeah. dude? <laughs> um, gosh, uh, right today was the best day of the year and I have no truck. <laughs> no truck don't I you have a horse the 80- uh, yeah the, yeah yeah the mountain was a long way away you got to get the horse close enough though you know uh, uh but but yeah so uh, uh hopefully very soon you know uh, i'm ready to go so and the dogs are 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 hating me for it they they. it's like they can tell it's cold there's white stuff on the ground we need to be barking at a cat man let's get it nice ah, nice so, nice. so there we go. That's that. I guess uh, as always, I can't pick one thing, but that's what I'm thinking about. How about you, man? What, what you got rattled? I got an
1: ETX on my mind, man. <laughs> oh, yep. yep. Well, I think right now, currently, the thing I can't let go is two things, and I'll make both brief since I've blabbered all night. First off, uh, the hares this year are suffering again from an outbreak of rabbit hemorrhagic disease. It's come back doesn't seem to be Ooh. as severe this time, but uh, all my Western hair hunters out there, keep your eyes peeled for jackrabbits or cottontails that appear to be dead with new apparent injuries, just randomly dead. Some will have blood crusted on their nose, but others will not. Mm hmm. If there's anyone in New Mexico listening, contact me. If you find dead ones anywhere in the state, I'll point you in the right direction on where to get it tested. To anyone else in other other states, contact your local game and fish department, and they'll point you in the right direction on where to test if they are testing. Um, It's very important that we map out where this terrible disease has traveled, some of the more recent data and some of the data from other countries where they've had similar viral outbreaks show that the disease does become less virulent with time and the hares and the rabbits are evolving a defense because the ones that survive have some kind of resistance behavioral uh, or, or immunity to mm-hmm. it. So that's all I'm hoping for. I can't it's sickening. It's sickening. You know, I, I was hoping that the hare population would bounce back. Um, and they had been recovering. And then right when I was just getting excited that it wasn't taking me three hours to find one jackrabbit, I started finding dead ones again and it broke my heart. It's, it's truly a sickening. I mean, it's just a terrible feeling, you know, no rabbits, no fun. And, uh, I can't stop thinking about it's terrible, but that's nature. and, And hopefully they can rebound with an immunity soon enough. And the second thing I can't stop thinking about is that the ones I am jumping in areas where I'm not finding carcasses, obviously I'm trying to, uh, Hunt in places that have not been hit by this terrible disease. The ones I'm jumping are rock hard rabbits, dude. <laughs> I got smoked by one. Ain't on... that fun sometimes? Though I like oh, dude. It's kids, important, dude. right? Because yeah. I was getting, dude. I was getting really, really cocky, right? When I had my, <laughs> when I had my two, my two Bohannon speed dogs, and my two mm-hmm. Salukis on the ground, I hadn't been outrun since October 2021, dude. And I was Maybe. like, I was like, oh, a rat would get up in front of me. I'd be like, sign your death warrant. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Oh no, no. This one I jumped up on Monday came out right under my feet. I'm talking eight inches from my toe, dude. Uh-huh. My dogs were all around him. He came up. I was like, Mm-mm, that's bad news. No. Yeah. This was Hervester Stallone, right? <laughs> Hair this Vester. was Woody Harrelson, dude. <laughs> this thing. <laughs> just left him. I, at one point my they had him fanned out and surrounded i was like you're done yeah no dude he did some kind of crazy roll the dog i don't know if a dog muzzle punched him and caused him to roll my dogs typically grab him always pretty dang good so yeah. i don't know if someone bumped him and rolled him i don't know but then it jumped straight up in the air right over calypso's back hit the ground and just floored it dude and i was like whoa and then he was just Teflon. They could not grab him. And and then he uh-huh. just lined him out. My Saluki Comet took a strong lead at the end. Uh, bless his heart. He pushed it, got about six to ten body lengths ahead of the rest of my pack. It was starting to flag out except Strider. And Comet just laid it on him. But, dude, I just saw him. And the whole chase was 1.6 miles, dude. And so by the end of it, I couldn't see him. I was on foot. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was on some public land. I was on foot. And, dude, I was like, what a beast. What a beast. So, Anyway, it's good to get smoked. And uh, then I, yeah. So it reminded me that there's there's some badass rabbits still out there. Dutch Salmon wrote in his book, he believes that some rabbits are uncatchable. And I do believe that, my friend.
2: Yeah, I'd I, I buy into that too. I totally think so. You know, some are just, <laughs> and when the time's right, they're feeling good. They're healthy. He you ate know? his Wheaties. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, was- that morning and everything. And they're just, you know, and the cover's right for it. You know? Yeah. They're, they're, there's some good ones out there. And I love, like you say, I love getting humble. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's good for the dogs. It's
1: good. You know, it's I good think for it, you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's good for me because it's like when one gets up, I used to always be nail biting. Oh, are they going to catch him? Oh yeah, 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 You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and uh it's good to have a refresher, you know what I mean? And so yeah. A funny story and then I'll, I'll end it up. But, uh, one time we got, we got incinerated. Our fastest speed dogs got burned down in a straight away run by this, this hare in a straight sprint. I couldn't believe it. My jaw was on the floor. The speed dogs all gave up and the rabbit just left into the distance. And my really good friend, Justin, he goes, I see the rabbit. And I was like, what? What? He's like, he's right out there doing pushups right in front of the dogs. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> the fastest hounds we had pronto and. And Ali, they got smoked in a straightaway sprint. To watch two speed dogs get smoked like that was insane. And uh, mm-hmm. I just hope that hair went out and had lots of babies. Those nut rabbits are invincible, I swear. So anyway, that's all I got, Chad. If you got anything, brother, now's the time. If not, close us out.
2: That's it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hunt them hard and treat them like heroes. See y'all later, everyone. Thanks again.